This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Well, history lovers, we have reached October 26th. Tony Hubert, Armand Kachigian here with you. It's This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm, brought to you by Amazon.com, Audible.com, and, uh, well, brought to you by the fine folks at Lineup Media, home to over 46 podcasts and counting now. Soon to hit 50, Armand. Can you believe it? Listen, you left out a few people that are that are here also. All the ladies on Bumble and Tinder. I don't think they sponsor us, though. Yeah, they don't sponsor me, I'll tell you that. You're looking for a sugar mama. Good luck to you. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Take, I'll take anything. So what happened on this day? Well, we'll Wait get to the now. events, the births, the deaths, but uh, let me tell you that you can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, at Stitcher, at Podbean. Any major podcast outlet will do. You can certainly just go to our site and download us every day if you want, thisdayinhistorypodcast.com. But please follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thisdayinhistorypodcast, and you can also follow us on Instagram. I have a feeling you have some things you'd like yeah, to clear up. up. Yeah, Dan, what, what do we have here? Dan Gable uh, had 15 NCAA titles. As, what did you as say, a coach? I said 20. I think that's how many he had. Like 20 something altogether. No, player, coach, Big Ten, Big Ten titles. That's I don't care. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. 15. It's still impressive as all hell. And the first Attorney General, I think I said it was Peyton Randolph. It was Edmund Randolph. Edmund I was Randolph, of the wrong Manning brother. Okay, and their father, of course, Archie, coach Archie Randolph. Mm-hmm. Who played quarterback for the uh, New Orleans Saints? No, no, the Philadelphia Continentals. Oh, the Philadelphia! Yeah. You forget about the Continentals. Yeah, they were a, they were kind of a ragtag outfit. Right. Yeah. Oh, they didn't have a lot of teams to play, but you they know. beat the uh, King George Porphyriacs. No, that's true. They beat the uh, King George Berserkers. They beat the London Monarchs. They oh, beat the yeah. Madness of King George. Well, they attended that. Well, on 1774, October 26. Speaking of which, yeah. all the fellows in Philadelphia, better known as the First Continental Congress, decide we've had enough. That's it. Let's adjourn. Yeah, what did the First Continental Congress really accomplish, in your opinion? Not much. It's the second one that really gets everything hey, moving, well, right? That was the main thing they figured out. Let's meet again in May and get back at it. So they had a meeting to yeah. schedule a meeting. Something like that. So yeah. really, in 230 years, we really haven't advanced any. We're still doing the same thing today. Yeah, these guys these guys are uh, quintessential congressmen, aren't they? <laughs> Our Congress learned a lesson from these guys. Let's adjourn and get back. Let's adjourn. It. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys traveled a long way going to, I come on, getting to Philadelphia by horseback, 1774. It ain't easy. Yeah, but they had fun, though. Well, you stopped at a tavern every couple miles. That probably made the trip bearable. I'm sure there were hookers. Can you imagine being that drunk and that oversexed? Which surely these guys were. Well, Ben Franklin probably was. Oh, there's no Jefferson doubt. Jefferson was. Uh, doesn't Ben... Oh, yeah, Ben's coming up today. Just a couple. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. trying to go to France and get laid. Oh, not trying. Well, 
he's embarking. He's um, yes, he's he, he sees opportunity. Speaking of which, you know, now you would think he's an old man and probably couldn't get it up back then. But now, what do you what do you think about this uh, quote scandal about Bush, the elder Bush? Did you, did you hear what he said to that gal? Yeah. If he did it, I, I love it. You know, did you see what he said to her? Isn't he past? I'm, yeah, he's in a wheel. I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know how much sexual harassment you can do if you're 93 and in a wheelchair. I mean, believe me, I've gone to I've gone to a lot of nursing homes and clipped nails. I've seen a lot of old men stroking nurses and stuff. You know, I was like, okay, they don't they don't press charges. Yeah. That's what these old guys do. Anyway, Hazard did pay. you hear what he said? The joke though, it's pretty no, good. No, what was the joke again? Like, uh, do you know who my favorite magician is? Uh-oh. Huh? It was David Copperf- Copperfield. <laughs> he grabs her ass. That's pretty good. I got to hand it to Isn't him. Isn't that you know, good? Uh, can For I, tell, year old can I tell you a rumor about him that is completely unsubstantiated? Well, look at his wife. Give the guy a break. Yeah, go ahead. Well, she looks like she belongs on the dollar bill or Ooh. something. Also, I read an article on her the other day, one of these clickbick things. That her grandfather might have been uh, Alistair uh, Crawley. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. My faith, the wickedest man in uh, England. Uh-huh. Yeah. Although sometimes called the Mick wickedest man in the world. Yeah. So um, I always heard that 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 the first Bush was was quite a quite a quiet uh, uh, get around town kind of guy. Uh, H.W. Yeah. What what are you talking about? They got laid. You mean? Yeah, he's just very. Well, he's a young dis- pilot. I'm he was sure. no. He's very discreet. Even oh. even. You know, in his role, whether it was the CIA or vice president or I don't know what he did. It's just a rumor. It's completely unsubstantiated. But I don't know much about the guy. I never did like him, tell you the truth. You didn't? You thought no. he was a wimp? No, did I you? just don't like his policies. Oh, okay. I think he's way off on economics and, uh, you know. Well, he called it voodoo economics. Yeah, he's wrong. He didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Something D-O-O economics. Voodoo economics. All right, here we go again. The Smoot Hawley Tariff Act. Yeah, that was Reagan. I think that no, was Hoover. No, that was Hoover. Well, although, you know, that was But Hoover. I'm quoting the scene from Ferris Bueller's Day oh. Off, which. What did he say? What edu- all this? Well, this is when Ben Stein is yeah. teaching the class and everyone's zoned out that. and he's going through Smoot everything. Smoot Hawley came up? Oh, Smoot Hawley comes up in Ferris Bueller. Absolutely. So does the Laffer Curve. That's how most American kids have ever heard of these phrases, is thanks to John Hughes and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You're kidding. And because Ben Stein was allowed to just get up and do his thing. I met him, you know. I was on his show. Yeah, you were on I a, met Jimmy Kimmel, too. Yeah, yeah. If I'd have known what a dick he was, I'd have kicked his ass. How was Ben? I liked Ben. You liked ben him? Ben uh, told me about his plantar fasciitis. Oh, well, that's something. Did you bill him? Uh, yeah, it was an office visit. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Seventeen seventy-five. This is the day that King George has to go before his parliament and tell them, I got bad news. The colonies are in rebellion, and I need uh, a military response to squash this little uprising by these these upstart colonials. So confiscate crops, raise taxes, you know, the usual. And, and, And really piss them off. It's a national emergency. Yeah. So what Congress learned from the Continental Congress, presidents have learned from King George. No declaration. Well, he did declare something anyway. At least he declared it. Well, he wants an authorized military response, yes. Yeah, which yeah. costs money. Right. Good for George. And, and he's still lost. He's already nuts. Oh, man. I can't imagine what it was like to be him just... you got to watch that movie I keep telling you about. The Madness of King George? No, I've seen not it. not that He one. pees blue at one point. Not the Madness of oh. Yeah, because Porphyria, but uh, uh, Devil's Disciple. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I promise. Someday. Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. Now, uh, one year later, October 26th, 1776, Ben Franklin 
departs for France. With his sex toys and condoms. And his coonskin hat. Beaver pelt hat. What did he have? It made he made a it made a fashion focals. Made know, a fashion yeah. rave in France. Everybody wanted one. His, his uh kite and key. And yeah. So he uh he's seeking, of course, to get the the support of the French. Yeah, seeking to get laid for the American all. Revolution. He's also what I um, like to term bathtub diplomacy, where they would John Adams would often find him with the older ladies. Yeah. Uh oh, playing bunga bunga? Well, not quite bunga bunga, but <laughs> you know. Reclining in a hot water bath, you know, yes. doing his notes, and there'd be a yes. lady on the other end. George or uh, Franklin tended to what famous character were, characters were killed? Well, one's a, one's a fiction, well, probably a fictional, mythical character, and the other ones, a real character, were killed in the bathtub. Oh yeah, we went over this. Yeah, of course, there's a painting. Famous yeah, painting. it's a, a famous painting. I don't know. You, you tell me. Uh, Jean Jean uh, Marat. Uh, you know, from the uh, French Revolution, killed by Charlotte Corday, the death of Marat. I think that's by David, I believe, that painting. And the other one, I believe, was Agamemnon was killed by his wife and her lover in his bathtub. Wasn't that, wasn't that the myth? Although that occurs off screen in the uh, um, Oresteia by Aeschylus, if you've seen that play. Actually, I have not. Well, you should. Anyway, they killed him in his bathtub. Have you ever heard, though, about the letter that Franklin gets while in France from another Frenchman saying, I understand you have been kissing my Lay wife. Lay off my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Didn't he threaten him? I should, think no, no. Should I, should I uh, have been able to be there? Let me tell you, I would extend kisses to you as well Ooh. for. Oh boy. Yeah. An LGBT. Friendship. I don't know. I don't think it was, it was just a, no. he, they were so smitten with Franklin that I think the old codger knew we could get away with anything. I don't think so I, th- I think we got us a kind of a lavender frog very rare breed it was for anything goes in paris even then um okay what else you got what else do i got i got 1825 the opening of the erie canal oh yeah that's a big one clinton's big ditch yeah, not Bill Clinton's no, big George ditch, Clinton. but George Clinton's big ditch, yeah. which all Clinton counties in America are basically named for George Clinton, or yeah, is it DeWitt Clinton, the now other he one? He served as vice president under two presidents. Uh, so did uh, John C. Calhoun. Yep. But only one other man ran for vice president under two different presidents, hmm. or two different... Uh, yeah, two different presidential nominees. Yeah. Who is it? Although he didn't get it. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Armand Who brings up it? a trivia question he doesn't know the answer to. This I think is it's great. It might be uh, might be our friend Adlai Stevenson. Because I think he ran with William Jennings Bryan in uh, 1900. Hmm. That's good. I, we will have to look that up. Yeah. That's a good one. Who was this? Whoever ran with, who ran with Bryan in 1900? Wasn't that Stevenson? And he'd already been uh, vice president. You know, president. Armand, strangely enough, I'm not up on the 1900 election. Well, get on it. Well, don't try. What's okay. With you? Some student of history. Adlai Stevenson the first, of course. I think the letter I'm I'm thinking of is uh is uh, Madame Brion, Brillon, that oh, uh, Franklin has yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. kind of had his yeah not too many mademoiselles. Preferred him housebroken, I guess. 1861, Armand. Yeah. This is the day that the Pony Express calls it quits. Yeah, here it is. Right. 1900, he ran for vice president with William Jennings Bryan. There you go. Adley Stevens. Right, your recall is good. You should trust yourself more. All right.
So the Pony Express comes yeah. to a quick end. You know what, though? It would have been cool maybe to do it one time. 35,000 letters, I think, in the brief period of its yes. existence. How many robberies? I think it went, I don't know if they got attacked. The Indians they were worried about. They yes. get, I don't know if they got uh, attacked by anybody else. Because didn't they? Did, didn't, 10 miles from station yeah, to station. Didn't the experienced riders know to, you know, if under attack, throw a, throw a false bag out? Yeah, right. I guess because yeah. that thing they were, yeah, that was valuable. Five bucks for a letter, I think, which is a lot Ooh, of money back then. That um, is not uh, from cheap. St. Joseph to uh, Sacramento, although I think I got down, apparent, uh, eventually I got down to about a dollar, which is still like 13, 14 bucks to this day. Yep. Not that anybody writes letters anymore. No, you don't need you to. You wouldn't qualify, I don't think, because you, you can't be over 125 pounds. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, you have to be a light rider, man. I think you'd, you know, mm-hmm. would you be one third of a rider? Mm-hmm. Or three time or three. No, you're wearing a bandit shirt today. What what does that make me? To, uh, well, I, we, Jerry Reed. No, we talked about Hal Needham yesterday. I know, so I saw saying. it in my closet. Hal Needham directed Smokey and the Bandit. So I got my bandit. Yeah. So who am I? Fred? Screaming chicken. No, you're yeah. You're the hound dog. You're Fred. They call you the bandit. Come on, killer. Uh, 1863. The Football Association, the oldest football association in the world, is formed in London. The FA. The FA. Okay. And when you hear about the F- FA F- Cup. F-U. That is what they're referring to, the Football Association Challenge Cup, where if you are a member of the association, you play in the year-long tournament, which is, of course, usually won oh, by one of the major teams that come in. Isn't it the, the oldest we were talking about last week? Yeah. Andrew, is that Sheffield? Mm-hmm. They're the oldest ones? Okay. You know, they're they real, shit, have they? way up there. Uh, Sheffield? Yeah, they haven't won for a long, long time. 1881, this is the date in Tombstone, Arizona, Armand. Oh, yeah. Where the gunfight at the OK Corral, which was not fought at the OK Corral, by right. the way, it was fought on Fremont Street by some butcher shop. It just doesn't have a ring. Bowers, the the butcher Fremont shop. Butcher Bauer. Eh, well, the Fremont Street experience. I know. Well, that's what the, they can call it. Yeah, well, it's the, but the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah, which was another movie with Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Now, also depicted in My Darling Clementine. Yes. Directed by John, John Ford. John Ford. Although his casting was a little off. You know, you got Victor Mature playing a tuberculoid. You know, the guy is Samson in one movie. And, and uh, he's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. severely limited by yeah. tuberculosis in another. Right, and very thin. You know, that's why they call it cons- you know, cons- uh, consumption. Now, what really happened? In- it took about 30 seconds. Yeah, the whole thing is bullets. over. Three guys were killed. And I think Morgan got hurt. Virgil got hurt. Holiday took one. Minor wounds. Wyatt, I think, was the only guy that got unscathed. Now, Ike Clanton and uh, Billy Claiborne ran away. <laughs> that was a good idea. Yeah. But I think it was, uh, let's see, the McClowries got killed and uh, Billy uh, Billy Clanton, or Bill Clanton got killed, right? Well, I love that the, the, the terms here. You got Marshal Virgil Earp. Virgil. Special Policeman Morgan Earp. And, of course, Special Policeman Wyatt Earp. And Temporary Deputized Policeman right. Doc Holliday. Basically, they're vigilantes, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Doc Holliday. Yeah, all three. And I love this. Constabulary dentist. This is this is this is written so well. All three Earp brothers had been the target of repeated death threats made by the Cowboys, who objected to the Earp's interference in their illegal activities. <laughs> How dare you, police officers, interfere in our illegal activities? See now they le- and our current uh, constabulary has learned from them, I guess. Well, I don't know. They do a good job. They do fine. There's always now, a few bad ones. Here's another bunch. thing. 
The OK Corral gunfight does not really come into American lore until the 1930s. Yeah, somebody played it up or something. Right? It was that you know nobody in the big in the West really thought of it. Author named Stuart Lake publishes the book. Okay, Wyatt Earp, Frontier Marshal. Yeah, based uh, on Earp, I think. And it, right, and it's two years after Earp finally passes yeah, his away. His own account. That's the book that is the basis of my darling Clementine, and. Uh, and the 57 film Gunfight at the OK Corral, which basically coins the name because after that, the shootout becomes known Boot Hill, as that, Boot the Gunfight Hill, at the OK Corral. So cold, so still. Remember that? That's a great song. Dimitri Tiomkin uh, wrote the music for that. It is a good song. Uh, I don't know. Was that, uh, is that the same guy that did uh, High Noon? What's his name? Uh, who am I thinking of? The, you know, the guy that sings it, Frank... Oh, God, who sings that? Uh, you know, he did a bunch of those uh, Western themes. Do not forsake me, oh, my darling. That guy. Yeah. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. There you go. Is it, but I don't know. I, don't, I know he did it at High Noon. Well, but I don't know if he did a uh, Granted, gunfight. High Noon's another great one. Now, you were talking about it doesn't actually happen at the OK Corral. And that is true. Uh, the OK Corral uh, was on Allen Street in Tombstone and, and uh, had a rear entrance lined with horse stalls on Fremont. Now, everything actually goes down in a very narrow lot next to a photographic studio. C.S. Fly's photographic studio. Right, There's the yeah. name. C.S. Fly. That's right. The photographic. There's a butcher show. Well, I guess that's where they watched it from. Right. Yeah, C.S. Fly. Armand, you're correct. It's on Fremont Street, and it's yeah. six doors west of the OK Corral's rear entrance. So when this fight starts, some of the parties are only about six feet apart. Oh, yeah. They're right up. Yeah. That, that was... 30 shots. Didn't take very long. 30 seconds. I yeah. Yep. Uh, Tom and Frank McClory, Billy Clanton killed. Right. Ike Clanton, of course, files murder charges against the Earps and Doc Holliday. That's, you could file murder charges against, you know, deputies and sheriffs in the Old West. Well, those guys, yeah. Special, what are they called? Special police? Mm, special police. <laughs> that doesn't give you, I don't know. It doesn't give you the right there. Now, later in the year, Virgil Earp would be ambushed and maimed in a murder attempt as a as a yeah, as they, get, a, they got more as revenge, home. right? They, and then the crippled, following they year, crippled Virgil. Uh, in the following year, the Cowboys would actually kill Morgan Earp. Yeah, Frankie Lane did sing that. He sang the uh, theme song. I love the county that Wyatt Earp was was uh, became uh, deputy marshal. Cochise County. Oh, Cochise. Then after that, Earp goes on a little personal vendetta to settle the score. Yeah, I don't think he was properly. Let's see who played him in. Uh, oh, Henry Fonda played him in Gunfight. I mean, uh, my darling, my Clementine. darling Clementine. And then, uh, oh, uh, so, so well, what our did favorite, they, Walter what, Brennan played Ike Clanton. What did they call this he, thing he, he until with him. until the '57 movie? Because now we call it Gunfight at the Oak. What they call it? What they call it before then? Just the big shootout in Tombstone. Uh, yeah, I don't know Tombstone. Yeah, I guess it's pretty good. Definitely recommend my darling Clementine. Yeah, and would I you recommend Gunfight at the OK Corral Fifty Seven? I like that one better. You it's do in color, and it's got uh, you know I like I like Burt Lancaster, and I like Kirk Douglas, so I would recommend that one. It does have more. John of a, Ireland's in both. It does have more of a Western feel, doesn't it? Because my darling Clementine is a little dramatic. Yeah. Although they got uh, in my darling Clementine. Remember Alan Mowbray was uh, what was his name? The tragedian was uh, he did the uh, uh, soliloquy from Hamlet. To be or not to be, that is the question, whether it is noble. You see, they got artsy-fartsy in My Darling yeah, Clementine. A little bit. And Victor Mature's mouthing it with him. But what was his name? He had a great name. 
uh, Alan Mowbray played him. Uh, and then somebody was getting him shit, and, and uh, Victor Mature drew his gun on him or something. All right, let's see here. Mr. Let's see what uh, we got for the cast. I remember that. What's our cast? Alan here? Mowbray. Who did he play? Alan Mowbray. Who did he play? Yeah. Uh, it's a great name. <laughs> English tragedian. Granville Bates. No, no, Thorn. no. Thorn Thorndike. Granville Thorndike. Granville Thorndike. The famous tragedian. And by this time, though, he's washed up and he's a drunk. And he can't even remember his words. Hey, Linda so, Darnell played Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Linda Darnell. Yeah. One of my, I love that woman. Man, beautiful. I remember how she died? No. House fire. Yeah, she was young. She was like oh 42. Oh, my God. Was she Burned gorgeous. like 90% of her, her body. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was She was getting by that yeah, time. Yeah, she, she dies little, in 1965, 41 years old in Glenview, Illinois. Yeah, she was getting a little fed up with uh, David O. Selznick. What and a beauty. Oh, yeah, oh Linda Darnell was really pretty. Mark of Zorro was, and and uh, Blood and Sand. Although Tyrone Power ditched her for uh, Rita Hayworth. I can't really, well, can't really blame him there. That's... Rita didn't really play the guitar in that movie, by the way. No. You can no, tell. That's that's okay. I'm going right. to give Rita a break. Eight, eight, 1905. If you never uh, wondered how Norway came to be, well, it got its independence from Sweden. Oh, yeah. What do you think Norway said when they got that? Thanks. Thanks, King. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. Yeah, I know. 1936. Uh, also played by Burt Lancaster, yes, by true. the way. Yes, true. Yeah. 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 Uh, I watched, watched that Jim the other Thorpe, day. All-American. Yeah, I just yeah. watched it the other day. Uh, in 1936, at Hoover Dam, the first electric generator goes into full operation. Oh, great. If Gee, you, WPA, what a great idea. If that, you ever take wow. the tour, you can go down and see the generators. They're still humming away. Yeah. Powering. But you don't see all the money that was wasted. Las Vegas. On things that could have really been, you know, more useful. Okay. The seen and the unseen, Frederick Bastiat. Well, there's always opportunity cost, Armand. You know me, I will tell you. Yeah, and, and it's there. severe. Yeah. There is always opportunity cost. The reason we have opportunity cost, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Well, I don't know if you're using the term properly, because to me, opportunity cost is in the private sector. When you when you divert it to oh, public, I think it's they in don't the, really I care about I think it's in it. the public sector as well, but to your point, they might not care about right. what opportunity they're losing yeah. by doing well, this. Well, thinks of that, that's all. That's and Let's build Hoover Dam. It'd be great. Or let's do TVA, because well, these people need power. That's true. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, but what, what did you, you forego right. to do that is is always an economic consideration for anything. Well, that's what I'm saying, but they don't have... See, when you're talking about politics, that's the problem. A politician doesn't care about that because that's just part of his legacy. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, oh, and no, that's what true. I'm saying. The opportunity cost, no matter what you think, always exist. You cannot have a free lunch. That's, you just can't. That's called... How's it go? Tins, uh, tins Affle? Tins Athel. Yeah, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free that's lunch. A, that's, that's your the acronym. That's yeah. your acronym? Oh, that's yeah, good. Milton Tins Friedman. Affle. Yeah. Well, Uncle Milty taught us that, and uh, Uncle Milty's right. Hey, is, are you and still if you, if you, in contact with that economy? Econ- no, no, I have not get him in here. spoke I talk with to him. Leroy Grossman for years. He loved Uncle Milty. I know. Yeah. I think Milton's a little wash. He's a little all wet about the Depression, though. Murray Rothbard. I know. You guy you read. You, why don't you go do a podcast, you and Murray? Gee. <laughs> Is he alive? I'd have a baby with Murray if he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, you, I would cohabitate. Boy, you with talk him. about it. Most people have man crushes on guys like uh, George Clooney or Peyton no, Manning. No, no. no, Armand, he has a man crush on Murray Rothbard. Murray Rothbard, Paul Dirac. <laughs> you know, 
Those are my What Armand friends. wouldn't do for an evening with those guys. Richard Feynman. No, the, yes. Right. That's another Feynman, one. You, yes. Feynman banged a lot of chicks. Man. Well, was, good. Well, he was a rock and again, roll physicist, man. Again. But there's no such thing like a free there's no such thing as a free lay. Uh, I don't know. Feynman, I don't think he paid much. Uh, uh Again, opportunity cost comes into the equation. Yeah, well, that's what that's what uh, what's his name you say too. The the guy. Uh, there goes another novel. <laughs> Spent the night with a chick. Uh, 1942. Sad day for the United States Navy. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I think well, they, I would say they won this. Battle. I know they won, but you lose a major well, yeah. fleet carrier. And uh, yeah, most you, people don't know we were down to one, right? And it was pretty badly damaged. It was so, so we really had none. This is the Battle of the Santa Cruz Islands, and this is part right of the Guadal- Guadalcanal Canal the campaign. Yeah, they're fighting the. And slot. this is the day that the USS Hornet, Essex class, or otherwise known as Shangri-La, they changed Hornet to Shangri-La. No, we or Shangri-La class. No, we went over that. Oh, remember when uh, Doolittle. They took off. Yes, they took off from Shangri-La. Oh, they the yes, Hornet, the yes, Hornet. the code name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the Hornet, which had been Doolittle's, you know, ship for the for the classic, uh, you know, raid with yeah. the bombers in April. That was. Yeah. Um, the the Hornet sunk, and the Enterprise is heavily damaged. But two Japanese carriers and one cruiser are also heavily damaged, and the Japanese now are effectively almost, almost. Carrier lists at this oh, point. They got Zukaku and Shukaku and all that, but, but the yeah, they, 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 they got have, two. They don't have any air crews. That's they don't have any problem. air crews. They got Hio, Hayo, or whatever. They, in fact, Zukaku and Hayo went back to Tokyo. And they don't they have well, anybody to fly their planes. Yeah, they don't have, really have a line of production. Well, that's it. I know that's Come, what killed them. And uh, this is a Ulysses S. Grant method of war. Well, it is. And we got more guys than you. We're going to just so, yeah, we're just yeah, going to yeah, throw the weight right. at you. That's right. But uh, and it worked. And to to the effect of you said they don't have air crews. Right. Well, it's because they kept their pilots in the air. Bad mistake. One of the greatest things the United States yeah, Army Air Force program. ever did was pull the pilots out of combat who had served in combat for long enough and send them to be instructors at flight school. Well, by this time, I was amazed. They had like 70% or 80% of their pilots that were at Pearl Harbor, which was you know the pick of the litter. They yes, were dead. They're or, dead. Yeah, they're gone. So No, I'm not saying or they were necessarily done. the best of the best for hitting yeah, battleships that are standing still. But still, you know, for a no, mission like Pearl Harbor, yeah. they took serious recommendations and made seriously good air crews, which include not just the pilot, but the navigator, the bombardier, and everything like yeah. that, who had to have a high degree of competency. And now they're gone. Well, yeah. And ours were gone, too, but we can replace ours. Right. And we made better movies, too. Ever seen those Japanese propaganda movies? No, never seen cool, one. man. Okay, like one Jap's killing forty-two Americans, oh, you know, with a samurai man. sword and shit. They're actually. Pretty, <laughs> I wonder if they're on YouTube. Well, two years later to the day on the twenty-sixth of October, right. the, the last they take week off. We've been talking about this battle ends with yeah. an overwhelming American victory, despite the feint that they pull on Bull Halsey, getting yeah. him to sail the, world the other way. All right. Who was born on October the 26th? Armand, I started in 1854. Uh, 1759. What do you got there? It's a really weird uh, coincidence, too, by the way. This must be socialist birthdays. George George Danton, 1759. Uh, We know how he got it. He got uh, guillotined. He got guillotined? Yeah. So he's uh, he's the... You know, the uh, reign of terror. Yeah, but he's the minister of justice, which Something, basically yeah. means head of yeah, the Inquisition. Right. Yeah, which means he's the minister of injustice. Right. He's born? 
Yes. Shouldn't we be celebrating his death rather than his birth? Uh, no, this is yeah, this is born today, okay. 1759. I know, yeah. but but he, I just you know, interesting thing about how he got, and he goes, now I go off to sleep or something. I don't know what. Now was he? The, I think I think Robespierre is the one. That's what he said to him. You're next on his. You're way, next. On his way. Yeah, be seeing you soon. So uh, yeah, that was 1759. He's born. Have I got anybody else? Uh, no, I, I got a man. I got uh, you missed a, a battle, but anyway, we'll get to that. Well, we got birthdays. Yeah, all up right. and down the line, and including right, one ahead. that Armand is going to certainly have a baby with a bonnet over. No, I... 1854, C.W. Post, the founder of Post Foods. Yeah, uh, which I think was Elijah's Manna is what it was called. Oh, Post Toasties. Yeah, and then a grape nuts, of course. Apparently, during somewhere during the process of making this shit, it smelled like grapes. So he's and it crunched. So he's in grape nuts. Uh, How does a grape? Cr- well, I guess a good what, what he ripe made. grape. Well, no, what he made the the thing that he's oh, you know yeah. he's. Have you ever had them? Man, you knock the enamel, enamel off your teeth. They're a bit hard. This, this, that was, that was one of Seinfeld's earliest bits. Really? What's the deal with grape nuts? Man, those things can sit in milk for two years and yes. soft. Yeah. The milk will go sour before they go bad. Yeah. Uh, and he also said the grape nuts cure appendicitis. Sure so, they do. Uh, <laughs> sure. Can't believe it. Caveat emptor. <laughs> okay, anyway. He shot himself. Yeah. The day he dies, well, well, I'll give you a little you know, preview. He blew himself away. But man, I mean- one of the yeah. one of the largest American yeah. food manufacturers or distributors. You know why they're successful? No trade unions. Big anti-trade union guy. Mm. Open shop, brother. 1911, Sid Gilman, American football player and coach. Did, okay, the reason I mentioned... Did, did Whitey Tittle just die? Yes, he did. Okay. yeah. The reason I mentioned Sid Gilman, uh, modern football owes basically Forward its pass. look to Sid Gilman. Pass, the use right? of the pass as a as a uh, as a bigger percentage of the game yeah. than the run, uh, and Sid Gilman really revolutionized. Everyone in California will rave about this guy in football. There's a reason it's called the West Coast offense, initiated by Bill Walsh. You can you can take the coaching tree all the way back. All right, Sid Gilman. It's a good game last night. Did you see it? The World Series game last I night fell was asleep again. excellent. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the what whole thing. What time did it end? About 11.30 Central time. Jeez. I was dead by 9.30. Yeah. But it was, as a World Series game goes, it was a classic. So uh, what happened to Bobby 11th? Did Dodgers score a run? Oh, they had a home run. Oh, home run. Had runner on base, the oh. winning run at the plate. Okay. And uh, a hell of a bat by Yasiel Puig, but eventually succumbed to a hell of a changeup by, uh, I believe, Chris Davinsky. Okay. Such things are... It was a Baseball it was a wonderful game. I, I and to not have Can't I got stay up that I got cousins who are Dodgers fans, so I'm I'm kind of pulling I like the Dodgers too, but I like the Astros because they never won. No, no, it was the first World Series game the yeah. franchise has ever won because the other time they were there they got swept. This one might go seven, man. It could They're pretty evenly. It could. I think it, it's it, the first time since 1970 the 200 win teams have played. It is, and uh, it is, uh, and the, those teams were the Orioles, Orioles and the Reds. The Orioles yeah. won 108 that year. The Reds won 102. You can look that up, Armand. Okay, I'll um, take your word for that. The uh, the other thing was uh, eight home runs last night tied. The record for most home runs in a World Series game. It's a lot of home runs. It, well, and the ball was flying in Chavez Ravine last hot. night. Yeah, it must be still it's hot, hot and no humidity and low barometric pressure. The ball's going to fly. Heck yeah. I mean, altitude is one thing. And come on, they're practically at sea level there. Take the take the over. 
Uh, it, you know, it was a series where I would have bet the under on the first two games, and it was tracking that way until yeah. the later innings, and then everybody came alive. I went to bet it was 3-1 to one Dodgers. I thought it was over. Yep. 1912, Don Siegel, American oh, yeah. director and producer, now, worth guy, note. If you watch some of the old, nah, most people know him for Dirty Harry, the yeah. shooters, they did invas- yes. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. But if you watch the old Warner Brothers movies, this guy's always montaged by Don Siegel. In fact, he did Casablanca's montage. They always had. So they, this, they loved a yeah, montage, yeah, didn't Warner they? Did that a lot. Yeah. This guy was always the montage director. Or always. Uh, it's a, a good way to advance a film forward. Yeah, must be a student of uh, Eisenstein. 1914, Jackie Coogan, another great American actor and yeah. director. Do you like Coogan? Well, I liked him in uh, The Kid, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, Chaplin, I guess, discovered him. Um, yeah, in fact, he's the first guy to be in a Chaplin movie that actually got as many laughs as Chaplin. As Chaplin. Yeah, That's a quite a compliment. Kid. Yep. And he's also, of course, most people would know him as uh, Uncle Fester on uh, Adam's Family. Kills me as Uncle Fester. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he had the role down. Well, that whole, yeah. The stick was perfect. You rang. Well, that's, that's Lurch. I know. No, you I can't, can't do, do Fester. How am I going to do him? Fester's, I could do, Fester I was could excitable and high-pitched. Isn't the thing the, just the yeah, hand? Th- right? Well, it's, yeah, just the hand. You think Morticia was pretty sexy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, What's her name? Um, Carolyn Jones. Yeah, Carolyn she Jones. She was also uh, on Batman. She was... Uh, who was she in Batman? She was a you know villainous. I got to say, now in the movies that came out in the nineties, Angelica Houston was a good piece like of casting for that woman of dark visage. <laughs> I like Carolyn Jones. Um, oh, I was going to say, mention speaking of uh, Batman villains, we were talking about Vincent Price yesterday. Yes, we were. It was his birthday yesterday. What Batman villain was he? And here's another question: Damn. What superhero is based on his likeness? Which I should have said yesterday. But. I would guess the Flash is based on his likeness. No. I don't know. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, and he Damn was it. he was Egghead. Remember that? Oh. Okay. Yeah, Egghead. Oh. Man, the villains from the old oh, Batman man. were yeah. King Tut, Victor Bono, Cliff Robertson. Shame. Met Cliff Robertson once. Great man. Oh, like he'd be a nice. Oh, guy. he was wonderful. He was wonderful. Uh, 1916, Francois Mitterrand, the 21st president yeah, of France. Rotten guy, socialist piece of shit. Or Nin- merde, since he's French. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everything I despise in a, in a leader. And, and by the way, Mitterrand, th- that just goes to show you, that's part of my little uh, trilogy oh, ah, here. Okay. I've got uh, Danton and then Lev Bronstein, better known as. This guy's born in 1879. I'll give you a hint. He ended up with a Mexican ice pick in his head. Oh, Trotsky. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know why you didn't put him in there. But, uh, yeah, he was born in 1879. And the last socialist of the day, Francois Mitterrand, nationalizes the banks. Yeah. Raises the minimum wage 125%. Old age pensions at 60, as if the French don't take enough time off. I mean, they get what? They get <sighs> July and August off. Oh, to be French. A four-hour uh, lunch Just every sit day. and drink wine. God, what a beautiful gig yeah, they got! While your wife's playing around with Ben Franklin, get yourself a mistress. Anyways, mm. I, I despise the French. I don't know. You talk a lot about them. I think there's some envy there. I know they can right. lay more than I do. Well, there you go. 1934, Hot Rod Hunley is born. Uh, Hot Rod Hunley, no. Spirits of St. Louis, Utah oh, Stars. Right. Okay. Then a broadcaster, great player. You just, you just. If you say so. You okay? You're not up on it. 1942. Bob Hoskins. Um, yeah, he's good in. Uh, there was an English movie like 
Good Friday, I think it was called. Where he's a gangster. He's oh, he plays good. a good gangster. And he was good in, uh, wasn't he in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, that's a good it movie. It was excellent. But I think the one I'm thinking about is Good Friday, I think it's called. And it's it's pretty pretty violent. Now, talk about a guy with a great gig. Although he, he tried another gig. It didn't work out so well. But 1946, Pat Sajak was born. Oh, man. he's I like him. Oh, he's a nice guy. He was at the game last night. Oh, was he? He had a nice seat at the stadium, yeah. But uh, you do you remember his Havana? Uh, no. Do you remember oh, his talk show? Uh, vaguely. I, yeah, it was short-lived, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he comes out, you work one day a week, film five shows, go home. Nice. Visit another show. What a gig. God almighty, what a gig. Well, Regis Philbin had a pretty good Oh, gig. he had an excellent gig. I was on that. You know, the one before, you know, when I was, didn't get on the fastest finger, I was on the set. Yeah. Something went wrong or whatever. He goes, must be an easier way to make a quarter million dollars. <laughs> jerk <laughs> yeah quit bragging uh 1947 hillary rodham clinton i love this woman is born yeah i wish she'd have won it's the 67th uh, secretary of state 44th 44th first lady yeah. how does how does that work 40 oh yeah because somebody didn't have a first lady well uh buchanan didn't okay technic- well now now cleveland of course didn't someone have the niece or someone yeah, act I mean, as the first been, lady? Yeah, because, but it's, does it not count because well, like they're not married? A lot of them didn't have, well, it depends on who, you know, like uh, I think Jackson's niece or something, you know, they're, I don't remember, you know, they, they've had substitute first ladies, you know. Yeah, the movie I'm thinking about is called The Long Good Friday. Bob yeah, Hoskins. Clinton's president number 42. Yeah. Well, and I mean, she's first lady 44. Well, yeah, that could, well, a couple of them could be more than one first lady. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Wilson's uh, wife died. Uh, Cleveland's wife. Well, Cleveland got married in the White House. No, there so you go. So he probably had two. Okay. Of course, he's two presidents, too. Yeah. He counts as two presidents. He shouldn't. What's that? He shouldn't, though. Yeah. Why not? 22 and 24. No, he's one president. No. He's the same That's guy. That's not the way we do it. I know. We're, we're wrong. <laughs> It's not. It's the same guy. Well, why did that, we don't even know? Why do the the British don't number their prime ministers? Good. Well, that's because you got. Well, how many prime ministers have had three or more? Uh, oh, Churchill had two. Right. So no, yeah, no. Uh, three. He had three. He no, had three no. terms. Three prime ministers have had three terms oh. or more. I think maybe four. Gladstone, yeah. Israeli, and the one that always gets, but the Earl of Derby. Oh, the old Earl of Derby. Yeah, three terms, oh, but each of them was like less than 18 months. Uh, so, yeah, Clinton, um, what happened? Armand, what happened? Everybody hates her guts. That's what happened. And she ran them really. I think one visit to Wisconsin might have won it. Well, the way it turned out, I guess Wisconsin wouldn't have won it for her, but she could have won Wisconsin. Just... I've said terrible before. campaign. The, the, the debate was Thomas Dewey campaign. The debates were horrible. All she had to go out. All she had to do was go out there and just start talking nonsense and skewer him. And she just wouldn't do it. Act like you want to be president. Well, that's well, when people ask you, why do you want to be president? I deserve it because I'm a woman. Yeah, Probably that's not, not an answer. Yeah, not I'm an sorry. Answer and I'm not. I, I, I'm, that's not anti-feminist to say. Well, no, that has nothing to do with. Yeah, that has nothing to do with that. That's just not. Act an like, act get a like lot of you votes. want it. Go and he, she needed to eviscerate the guy. It's the largest softball that's ever going to sit in front of you to dice up, and she won't do it. Well, another tactical pro. I don't. You don't have to dice anybody up. You know, she. In fact, if she played just the the, the nice person, she. You know, because the only person probably more detestable in a lot of people's minds is Trump. If she had just anyway, but I don't think it's in her here, DNA to play the right. Night. She can't. She, she can't, can't do it. But here's the thing. 
you got Bill Clinton on your side. Now, I hate the guy. He's politics, but the guy's a great politician. Oh. You sit down with him and say, what do I do next, Bill? Right. She didn't, she didn't use the guy. Oh, she used him as a prop. Complete, yeah, a resource that she totally wasted. All she had to do was sit down with him for an hour and say, hey, map me out what I got to do, and I'll do it. Even I'm smart enough to do that. You know you know how mule-headed I am. Yeah. All right. No, you're well, stubborn as a ox, yeah, right. and, and well, I know you would have asked, okay, what okay, do I Bill, do? Okay, Bill, hey, what do I got to do, and how do I got to act to win this election? Ugh. And then after that, I kick him out of my life. Anyway, I mean, you know how many Democrats don't Park Ridge. You know how many Democrats don't like her. Oh, I know every Democrat in this office, and that's saying something. That exactly. Well, I'm not. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. I I get it. She's a detestable. I get it. Yeah, it's obvious. Well, the other guy's detestable too. But again, in his own way, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) well, in his own way, I mean. Well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, I, I don't. I don't object a lot of what they, what he's. First of all, what he says, I don't care if he insults people. That's what politics is all about. I mean, hell, people get caned in the Senate. This is not a, a sport. You know, this is like MMA. You know what I mean? That's like getting mad at somebody for throwing a punch in MMA. <laughs> We're in politics. You're a jackass. I hate your guts. You're a dumbass. You know, whatever. We're, since when are we playing softball? Except McCain, you know, you can't say Obama's middle name. And, you know, he played like a gentleman. Look what happened to him. What did Leo DeRocher say? Kick him when they're down? No, nice guys finish last. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did say that. Well, or something like that. Something to that effect. 1963, Ted Demi is By born. The way, who was a. God, he was married to a pretty good looking actress, remember? Well, he had the affair. No, he's married to a woman. I know, uh, but. Who? He got divorced then in the, in the CYC. They didn't go for a divorce. So, CYC, yeah, Catholic Youth Council, who buys a lot of tickets in the 1940s, right. and that's why the Dodgers had to let him go and bring in okay. different manager to helm Jackie Robinson. DeRocher was supposed to be the manager in '47. They had yeah, to fire his him. wife. Yeah, but she's then she married him, I guess. Yeah, but doesn't matter. CYC didn't care. Well, I know he's that, divorced. But I do, or a philanderer, or whatever. That's cool. They, they, you know, not 1947. It wasn't not with the not with the Righteous Squad. Uh, Ted Demi, born in 1963. What killed him? He died young. He did. 2002, he passed away. Natalie Merchant. Oh, Lorraine Day. I'll be damned. Born in 1963. A great singer. 10,000 Maniacs. Ever like any of their songs? Never heard of them, have know. you? Yeah, never heard of them. How about this guy? Seth MacFarlane, 1973. Um, you know, didn't he do like a million ways to die in the West? Yes. Nominally. I had a few last. I, although the, the, the weird thing about that movie Do you ever is, watch The Family Guy? Uh, once in a while. Yeah. He's okay. I mean. Oh, do you ever watch the movies, Ted? Ted? Yeah, Ted 2? I saw the first one. Yeah. Well, like, listen, if I go to a movie and chuckle, it's a comedy, you know, it's, well, it's, it's raucous it's, comedy it's these genius, days. right. But like I said, Million Ways to Die, the thing about that was the Million Ways They're Dying had nothing to do with the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're doing this plot and then all of a sudden some guy gets gored by a bull or something. It had nothing, you know? So I don't even know. Otherwise, it was pretty, it had some laughs. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know why he, Went that route, but anyway. And finally, on birthdays, I got John Heater, uh, the American actor and producer. You haven't seen him in anything lately, but we all know him and love him as Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, oh, is he the the tall guy? He's a tall, redhead, big lips, kid. kid. Yeah, with the, yeah, you can eat your tots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, I like his dance. Oh, the dance at the end of the movie that wins Pedro the election is yeah. the stuff of legend. Now, who played Pedro? I don't know. I like his brother with the football. 
That guy was funny. Oh, that's his uncle. Or his, his uncle? Is that his? Uh, yeah. And then uh, the, his girlfriend? No, the uncle's... Who brought the girlfriend in? Well, which girlfriend? On the one that came in on the bus. Oh, that's his brother, Chip. Brings in LaFonda. Uh, yeah, LaFonda. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, that's his brother. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I like... Okay, Armand, we found something. Yeah, but you, that's not Seth MacFarlane. No, that's, but it's no, it's yeah, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's uh, pop culture. It's yeah, recent. It, it's after 1970, and you know it. This is This is... This is a huge day, folks. This is great. Well, I All was, right. It's not exactly, you know, the great dictator. But no. It's pretty, you know, it's oh, like, no, not at all. All but. right. Well, 1917, I got to, since we're back to the. Uh, yes. The Caporetto. Yeah. The 12th Battle of the Asanzo, 1917. Oh, the 12th Battle. 12th, yeah. Yeah. This is the Italians versus the uh, Austrians. Guess who wins? This is actually the worst defeat. Uh, in Italian history, and that's saying something for uh, yeah, yeah. They've gotten their asses kicked a time. It's like or two. saying it's the worst defeat for the generals against the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, this is this one. Uh, Ten thousand killed, thirty thousand oh. wounded. Want oh. to guess how many prisoners they took? None. Two hundred sixty-five thousand. No, these. Are oh the, my God! These are the Italians, man. They gave up in droves. Probably had three guards on them, all guarded by a Chihuahua. Yeah. So anyway, Oof. anyway, now for a long time. In fact, they probably still use it when we what like our Pearl Harbor. Yes. They'll say Caporetto. Ah, something, something horrible that's happens. That's a good. Okay. Yeah, Caporetto. All right. 1958. Here's one that did change the world we live in today, and and it's a good one. In 1958, you could go to the airport in New York City. I'm assuming this was LaGuardia. I don't know if JFK was open yet. You could board a Pan American Airways flight on a Boeing 707 and you could shoot straight across to Paris, France. Maybe in but Idlewild. The first commercial flight of a 707 takes off from New York to Paris. 1958. The 707 airframe would be in use well into the 1980s. Uh, I think being replaced by the 757 and 767. I don't ever remember flying on one arm on, but that airframe uh, until at some point was the airframe for Air Force One. Those were 707s. 1958, nonstop jet, New York to Paris. Hey, Lindbergh did it in 27. You were living the high life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still wish that Concorde was around. Oh, I know. Why the hell they got rid of that? It's not economical. That's why. Well, you could think they could make it economical. Well, why somehow? don't you subsidize it then like it was? Let the government do it. What are they there for? Yeah. You want your supersonic plane so bad? Why don't you get your government subsidies out there, Mr. Free Market? What do I look like? Elon Musk? <laughs> I don't have an accent. <laughs> I'm not going to Mars. We're too busy going to Mars. How fun would it be one way. to have been on the Concorde, though? Yeah, a lot of fun. I it's saw it like once. Mach 3? I, I saw it once in action, actually. We were in London, early 90s, and um, it was landing at Heathrow. And, you know, does the circle to fly over, you know, get into the glide path, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and the, our tour guide, we were on an open-top bus just doing the sort of college tour thing. And he got very excited. He goes, Concord! And, he, and and sure enough, there it was, banking, uh, you know, right above Parliament and, and uh, the Thames. Kind of an iconic scene. I heard the, con- I heard the uh, space shuttle land once. You heard it? You yeah. heard the sonic boom? Yeah. What the hell was that? I guess it was yeah. Edwards. Going I, I said they're watching the Concord. I'm like, God, I wonder if Dean Martin's piloting that. Oh, Dean. 
what is that? Concord seventy seven, yeah, yeah. or Who, Concord seventy eight? That's like airplane, air, yeah, airport. Uh, the, the Great Airport series, five, I think. The, yeah. yeah, but the first one was the best. That was Burt Lancaster. Oh yeah, nineteen seventy. Yeah, and Helen Hayes won the Academy Award for that. Okay. After like thirty nine years, she won one in thirty one and won one in seventy. But being on a being on a boy in nineteen fifty eight, going that Man, that's that astounding. Man, I'm astounded by that. Yeah, what's so astounding? Were they laying cable across the Atlantic? No. We were discussing that on our show. Did you listen to the show? No. I discussed your morbid fascination with that. I think it's pretty fascinating. You go try laying cable over the Rocky Mountains. I can't lay a chick, man. Well, that's your problem. Can't lay in 1970, egg. one of the most famous fights that's still referenced to this day takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the first time this gentleman steps back into the ring after a three-year hiatus for avoiding the draft. Muhammad Ali. Oh, hey, by the way. I- and his opponent. In 70? Yes. Jerry Quarry? Jerry Quarry. Well, that was a guess. Um, uh, by the way, since we're doing boxers, yes, on this date, 1906, Primo Carnero. Oh, was Primo, born. he was the born? Amblin Alp. I'm sorry, I I owe Primo a birthday hey, wish. Listen, That's a good one. Until Valuev, I think he was the tallest heavyweight. Now this guy, you know, and how tall was he? Six six. That's Valuev, huge. Well, Valuev was like six eleven. Huge for but, the day. Yeah, he he kind of. They think his championship was a little tainted, you know. Aren't all of them? No, not that. Like this one. They bought off a lot of guys. Yeah. Watch the movie, The Harder They Fall, Bogart's last movie. Mm-hmm. Basically based on – in fact, he sued the guys that made that movie because it was pretty obvious it was based it on was him. It was based on him. Yeah. It was about some guy that couldn't punch his way out of a, a eggshell. So how do you get Ali back in shape? Well, you 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 offer up Jerry Quarry. And- yeah, I'm sure he I'm sure he had some cuts because he was noted for – He guys, was a bleeder. Yeah, who was the Bayonne bleeder? Oh, Chuck Wepner. Chuck Wepner. I right? think you're right. Yeah, the Bayonne bleeder. I think you're right. What a name! <laughs> I mean, poor guy. <laughs> Hold on, I just the I'm, Frankfurt I, I'm fractured almost, femur. I'm almost positive That's you're a bad name for a boxer. That man. you're right. The Harlem Hemorrhager. God, <laughs> Bayonne bleeder. Who was the other guy? Alan Minter used to get cut up all the time, too. All those Irish boxers used to get beat up bad. Well, yeah, I mean. But they got cut. I guess it's thin skin or something. Another Irish curse, as if they needed another one. I was uh, chiding Jack about that. <laughs> yeah, nicknames the real Rocky, the the Bayonne bleeder. You know? Yeah, uh, Chuck you, Webner, you got right? it, Chuck Webner. Yeah. Boy, there's a great picture of him here. Yeah, the, his nose is just going in about four directions. I like the one. He looks on, like a Picasso. Isn't there? He was on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated, though. Can you get that one? That's a real good one. He's all sweaty and everything. His face all puffed out. Because he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's a great picture. Yeah, that's that's a mug of a pug right there, man. <laughs> that guy's just good. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one. That looks like Nick Nolte in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. lighting. Yeah, looks boxing like, strange encounter. It's like the curse of Frankenstein. Oh, kinda. man. It's like a Peter Cushing creation. Yeah, tough guy, though, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Jeez. He could take it. All right. Then, in 1977, oh, the last natural case of smallpox is uh, recorded in Somalia. Ali Mao Malin uh, develops the rash in the MRSA district. And the World Health Organization and well, the, think have MRSA, the CDC uh, consider this date the anniversary of the eradication of the disease, smallpox no more, and they also consider it the most spectacular success of vaccination. I'll cut that out. You, you get uh, what, do you, what do you get? Asperger's? Autism. Autism. I Asperger's, saw one of my family yeah. members posted one of those. If oh. you, Stop uh, eating GMO foods and don't get vaccinations. 
And don't I drive just, a car. Just right. global warming will destroy us all. 2001. Armand, I'm not sure how you feel about this one. <laughs> not not good. I didn't think so, but uh, levels of not good with Armand, uh, folks, on is very Yeah, About nine. About nine. Okay. Uh, the United States passes the Patriot Act yeah. into law. Yeah. October 26th, 2011. Now, let me remind you, September deal. 11th, we're a mere... Yeah, it didn't take long. 50 days, less than 50 days after 9-11... Yeah, the we've air, got the Patriot Act. The air above us is still clear from no jet fuel. But anyway, yeah, Patriot Act. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite raspberries from you. Thank you. Now I hope it did and thwart happened. other things. We'll never know, though. Shit. Yeah, here we're proving a negative again. But right, <laughs> that's that's the problem with anything preventative. I'll, I'll take my chances. Okay, don't be listening in on my calls. Don't check out my emails. You know, if I see somebody, you know, in a burka that looks like she's got a, a you know, a bomb in her baby carriage, yeah. I'll let you know. Anyway, All right. Who that's died? Another on... excuse for government to denude us of our uh, liberties. Who died on this date? Thank you, Mr. Bush. Well, Armand, I got 1902 as a well, starter. Uh, what do you I have, got, sir? Oh, I got, uh, well, William Hogarth, 1764, one of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. What kind of painter? Uh, well, Landscape. He did some portraits, but you got to okay. look at it. check it. Check out. Uh, well, check out his. You'll, you'll like him. He's got these like uh, really ruddy, complected um, denizens of. Uh, although he's like a morality painter, kind of the Rake's Progress, and uh, he was also an illustrator. Anybody like uh, Nash and those guys that are doing, you know, any illustrations, political satire. Yeah, probably owe a debt to this guy because he did a lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of pink uh, cheeks. Yeah, is, yeah. is like what I I'm said, seeing florid, here. Florid depictions. Uh, the but class, like, the classic female beauty, uh, decent face and uh, yeah. iceberg. Yeah, big chest. Uh, bosomy. Let's say Rubenesque. Mammaries. Rubenesque. Yes. Uh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Implants. No, not back then. Okay, uh, the, the bustier uh, deal. What do they call that dress? Where they well, isn't that, is that what it is? What? A bustier? bustier? I think yeah. that may be just what it is. With yeah. a balson. With a balson, yeah. Well, Decolletage. Yeah. So there you have William Chitem. Hogarth. Yeah, I, I like the paintings fine. Uh, I like him. Yeah, he's good. They're, and uh, he's also a writer, apparently. The satir- shrimp girl here satirist. looks like an early precursor to uh, a Renoir. Maybe the, maybe some uh, influence from Hogarth came off yeah. on the Impressionist there. Yeah, it's a ways before that. Oh, then. totally. It's a century before the Impressionist, but... Some of his paintings got pretty good color. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, what are you on? Nineteen oh two. I got eighteen ninety. Carlo Collodi. Carlo Collodi. Yeah, it had one thing that you can. And it's. I've actually had this question on trivia contest. He wrote the Adventures of Pinocchio. Oh. Yeah. So. Carlo Collodi, the yeah. Adventures of Pinocchio. What year was he again? Eighteen ninety. Eighteen ninety. So yeah. Walt Disney, I probably it was probably by that time in uh, public domain, and he got it for free. Yeah, yeah, so, he probably did. So there you go. Now you can do. All that. right, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, born on this day in nineteen, or died on this day in nineteen o two. She had been born in eighteen fifteen. So she, she didn't live to see women's suffrage. She didn't. She Terrible. was within a decade, though. She was no, getting no, close. Eighteen twenty, man. Well, okay, two decades. Come on. Exact. 1931, Charles Comiskey passes away. Yeah, I love him, man. Okay, guys, you're going to be doing your own laundry from now on. It makes, it makes the players pay for their laundry. And uh, Eddie Sicotti, remember that you get a bonus if you get 30. Yeah. And you remember the bonus they got for winning the pennant? Uh, a turkey? No, uh, 
Champagne. Oh, champagne. It was a little flat. <laughs> got, it at, got it at the discount. I love it. There's your bonus. You guys get a ring, you know, a bubblegum ring or yeah. a cigar band. Not saying the ring was cheap, but there was yeah. still caramel stuck to it when we got, got it. Got it out of the nose of a native. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He did build a great baseball stadium, though. Yeah, uh, I never Park. saw a game at Comiskey, but I, I was did. I was there several times. Yeah, I saw and, um, it was kind of in disrepair when I saw it. I was sitting they had painted the post once. Yeah, yeah, they had painted the whole thing white on the outside, which probably wasn't a great move. Yeah, but inside, beautiful park, no. But, but know, inside, right. it was. I, I imagine the sight lines, if you weren't behind a post, were yeah. pretty damn good. I was at the last opening day of Comiskey. What was that? Nineteen eighty nine. I think it was. Okay, yeah. I was in Podiatry. Nah, it's a big miss. My buddies and I, we should all we should have gone to two parks: uh, Comiskey and Tiger Stadium. I just wish I had a phone with a you know, I have a picture of that. But then, yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, didn't have we uh, when I was I was buying a hat outside the stadium, and uh, I was giving the guy my money. And he just ran off down the street. I'm like, crap. And I'm young. I'm about 12 years old. And uh, I'm like, oh. And I didn't know what to do. I was just stunned. And then he comes jogging back and goes and gets my hat and gives it to me. Well, he had been chasing a foul ball because the park, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. they still would fly over the top of the roof all the time. And the guys on the street would always Honest be trying gentleman. to grab the foul balls. And he came back and handed me my hat and gave me my change, a couple bucks, you know. But yeah, that was that was my first Comiskey experience. I thought I was I thought I was just a sucker. And you, that's when you, the, you were. That's when the, the South took pity on. That's you. when the neighborhood on the South Side was a little sketchy. Yeah. And now they've basically it's one huge parking lot, and a lot of that area has almost been gentrified. To be oh, honest. Really? Oh yeah. Do the gays move in? Uh, they're the ones who usually make things nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're still up by Wrigley. Okay, well, it's about time. I mean, I don't know where clean bo- that place. I up. don't know if there's a you know. Have you ever heard of Boys Town in Chicago? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought okay. So I was taking my uh, home of the manhole club. I was taking a, a my girlfriend. Th- Driving, she wanted to see the North Side or Wrigley or something. What you are know. you doing over there? Yeah, we're just take girlfriends to boys. Town. Well, I said, hey, we have to drive through this that's area. Where they have the posters for gay cruises. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, they're, oh they're yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Is that North Halstead? That's, that's I think cool. so. Because um, my great grandmother had a place on Lincoln, um, very nice on Brownstone House. Yeah, well, gay people don't move into shacks, man. That's, yeah, and uh, in the nice area. I said, hey, uh, you know, we got to drive through Boys Town here, so you know, it just. Uh, and right when I said it, just one of the largest guys I've ever seen is wearing a silk shirt, a leather miniskirt, and boots up to his uh, knees. Oh, that's just cool. comes chasseying down the street. That kind of stuff really turns me on. <laughs> and she just, was like, just the thought of that. oh, you weren't kidding. I said, no, it's uh, it's uh, progressive up here. And this is 1990, 91, so this is, you know. Uh, who else do I have? Oh, 1952, final death for me, Armand. Yeah. Hattie McDaniel. Yep, first uh, African American Academy to win the Award. Oscar, oh, and first to be nominated, by yes. the way, for Mammy in uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, of course, she had to fight against Eleanor Roosevelt, who wanted her maid to play her. You know, <laughs> yeah. So What's the classic line? I ain't birthing no babies. No, that's Butterfly McQueen. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, Hattie was always cool. Butterfly was a little well. She was she was butterfly. Yeah, she was yeah, flighty. She was right. right that's yeah. it. But her brother, her brother Sam, was in that uh, one of my favorite Three Stooges movies uh, or shorts, uh, where they're where they're uh, the one where Shemp dies and goes to heaven, and he's got to reform uh, Mo and Larry. 
and they're trying to sell the fountain pen that writes under whipped cream. <laughs> Remember that? And he's he's the butler. That's her brother. You can tell he looked just alike. It's under whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh god. Heavenly that's Days, I think good. it's called. Yeah. God, but, that's good. Yeah. So she's in a lot of, you know, she obviously made a lot of movies. She's always, you know, a, a servant basically. Yeah. She was also in um uh the last uh Errol Flynn uh Livy de Havilland movie, uh, They Died with Her Boots On. Okay. She okay. was she was good. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was reading her uh she was reading her uh fortune by turning the teacup or whatever. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. That was kind of a neat scene. But I like Hattie McDaniel. Yeah. That died pretty young, nineteen fifty-two. She, she did. She was only fifty-seven years yeah. old. Had only. a pretty good voice too. She was in um the uh James Whale version of uh Showboat. I think she oh, sang wow. her, I think she did her own singing. She's pretty wow. good. Okay. There you go. Oh, well, by the way, if you want to get a you want to learn about Caporetto, which you might have already done, have you ever read a Farewell to Arms? Yes, I have. I've read the Hemingway. Yeah. That's the battle. That's the okay. Yeah, that's what's going on. Where the oh. Italians getting? Their I like a farewell to arms. Hung out. Yep. That's the one. Uh, set, we're set in the hospital, right? Basically. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Gary, she's a nurse. What's her she's name? She's a the nurse. nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Helen Hayes in the movie with Gary Cooper. Yeah. Rock Hudson made the remake. Yeah. I don't know who the who his boyfriend was in that movie. No, don't worry about it. James Dean probably. Tyrone Powell. Oh, stop it! <laughs> stop it! What's wrong with Montgomery that? Clift? I'd like to borrow that head and go to the beach for a couple hours. Let me tell you. Mr. Right. Tudball, man. October 26, folks. That right. is a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thanks to Andrew Allen, our producer. Thank you to all our listeners. Oh, by the way, how do you like that mildew on uh, Andrew's lip? Yeah, I saw the little peach fuzz. Let's knock him down and dry shave him. Yeah, yeah. Give him a chance. Give the boy a chance. He's, he's still going through puberty. Late stage puberty. He gets better text than you, I'll tell you that. Uh... Thank you to you, our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any major podcast outlet, and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash this day in history podcast. When October 27th rolls around, we will be here to tell you about it on lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.